Thanks again for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcasts, including YouTube. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team, every single day. Hello, I'm Stephen Willis, and this is an extra edition of the Locked On Ole Miss podcast, and I'm joined by Charles Stackhouse, a member of the team that went to the Plains in 1999 and got the victory. Um, we'll talk about that in a little bit. But, Charles, before we get started, Ole Miss has started 5-1 and one this year. They've kind of done what any fan would be happy about. Their only loss was on the road at Tuscaloosa, and lots of teams have lost on the road in Tuscaloosa. What do you think about the season so far? Man, I'll tell you, it's been uh... – it's 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 had its moments where you know everybody was expecting more, but you know these guys have really uh, dug in and 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 found a way to win games, you know, and that, and that's the most important you know aspect that sometimes we overlook because we think every game should be a blowout or we think you know these guys should just destroy people, but those hard games that we've won have have definitely given our team some character for sure. Yeah, and and you look at. Like Tulane, I, I think teams previously to this one would have lost that Tulane game. Um, they obviously lost Alabama. I, th- I don't know if they beat LSU. Heck, I'm, I'm not 100% certain they beat Georgia Tech or Arkansas. But this team is 5-1, and one, but you can easily think back to recent memory Ole Miss teams that would have been 2-4, and four, really. That's true. Uh, that's true. Uh, this team really showing some resilience in the season early. I mean, if you look at it, these guys have uh, – went out and, you know, they beat LSU, which is always, you know, a tough game for, you know, Ole Miss. And just like the Arkansas game, I remember back when I was playing, we went into seven overtimes with Arkansas, always a tough game. And, you know, those are two SEC wins, by the way. That's Mm -hmm. another, you know, you know, big thing for these guys. So going in, going into this next week, I think this is a, this is a big trying week for them. I think if they can get past this week on the road, I think they'll be good, man. That'll be good for the you know a, a successful season, very successful. Yeah, and, and Ole Miss teams that have won in Jordan Hare. I mean, it's pretty much the 2015 team, the 2003 team, and you are the last three. Uh, tell me what going over there and during that 1999 season, you were facing Tommy Tuberville, who was the Ole Miss coach the previous year. All the drama that was going on. Talk talk a little bit about that game and what led up to it. Well, I'll tell you, man, uh, leading up to that game, it was a, a hectic week for us as 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 Rebels, you know, preparing for that game, preparing against, you know, a coach that was once ours. And, you know, it was it was a it was a hectic week. But, you know, the, the main focus was, you know, beating Auburn. And that's where our heads was. And as for the players, you know, we wanted some kind of uh, retribution for, you know, the coach just leaving us out high and dry and things like that. So. It was one of those things we knew we was going to go in. We knew it was going to be a tough game. Uh, if I can recall right, the uh, night before we left to go to Auburn, we had a, a special team meeting where uh, the guys had put a bounty on a couple of us. You know, me, dudes, a couple of us guys, they had put a, a bounty on us. And, you know, we knew that going into the game. So that put a little bit more steam into us as well. And, you know, me personally, that was that was a game that I don't like much because I came out of that that game with a torn meniscus in my left knee. So, you know, it was it was a it was a tough game. And we knew that we was going to have to fight, scratch, claw and do whatever we had to do to win. 
Yeah, and, and one thing that that game is probably known for is Romero Miller probably got, not counting the Georgia game the year before, but got hit about as hard as I saw him get hit and delivered an absolutely perfect pass to Corey Peterson as the game winner. That went on. Talk about, at the end of the game, Romero trying to get – Get the take lead you into a victory essentially. Um, and, and talk about Romero in that situation, man. I'll tell you, uh, Romero was fired up, you know, he, he was he was real fired up. And, and and expect, I mean, even that whole game, he, you could tell his focus was there. And you know, along those lines where, where you were talking about, where you know, he got hit hard and you know, the game went and played a Corey, uh, he pretty much knew that all we needed was a chance, right? All we needed was a chance to win the game. We knew we had a great receiver in Corey. We know we have a great quarterback in Romero. We know we have great running backs in Deuce and Joe. So all we had to do was get close, you know, close enough to get a chance to win. And and lo and behold, Romero, hats off to him, man, a, a absolutely phenomenal athlete, you know, not just quarterback, just absolutely phenomenal athlete. And he made he made it happen, him and Corey, man. Those guys, I tell you, I, I about cried after that game because that was a that was a tough, tough memory for me, you know. It was really tough, you know. It was it was like, man, I'm out, I'm gonna be out for six weeks now. I'm gonna come back maybe in the bowl game. So it, it was a tough, it was a tough run after that. But those guys really dug in, you know, they really I could see the spirit out there on the field. Those guys wanted to win that game. You know, I talked to Bill Flowers earlier this week, and he was on the 2003 team that won. And after that game, there was apparently a clip from Tommy Tuberville telling his people that he was never going to lose to Ole Miss again. And Bill Flowers said that was the last thing that David Cutcliffe played before they got off the bus. Is there anything that Cut did, like, coming up to the stadium for you guys? Well, it was was basically, like I said, that whole week, building up into that game you know it was it was a whole you know the mentality of the team was you know we felt betrayed you know we felt like uh you know as a college as as a kid coming out of high school going into college you put your trust in a coach right because you're away from your family you put your trust in the coaches and you hope for them to lead you the right way and that didn't end up too well man with those guys and 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 I'll tell you that that week was our most focused week probably that I played when I played there. It was, it was, it was all visions on beating Tuberville. I don't think it was even about the Auburn Tigers anymore. I think it was more like, let's beat, let's beat Tuberville and show him what he left. You know, it was more like, more like that. Yeah. It's really interesting. You know, whenever you look back in time and I like talking to former players and to figure out the motivational tactics going into a certain week, because people don't realize that's kind of the memories that, sticks with people. There's some stuff that happens on the field, but it's the, it's those little quirky motivational things like those Rudy type moments, you know, the coach giving the inspirational speech that you just don't forget that. Oh yeah. Cutcliffe, he let us know. He let us know before that game. And uh, just remember uh, these guys betrayed you guys, you know, just remember that these guys, you know, you put your, your trust in these guys and they, and they turn their backs on you. And that was all the motivation that a lot of us needed, you know, because that was a tough time for us because we knew we were a good team. It was like, well, how would he leave such a great team? You know, you have everything you need in running backs. You have everything you need, uh, you know, 
we pretty much had a feeling that we were going to get Eli, you know, like even before we got Eli, we kind of had a feeling, you know, he come on his visit and he'll uh, sit or be around and you could just feel the vibe like, yeah, he's going to be a rebel. You know what I'm saying? And it was, uh, you know, one of those moments to where like you had everything on the line, like here's, here's your chance to get your retribution for a guy who really left you guys out in the cold. Here's your chance. And and man, I was so happy for those guys after that game. I mean, I could have, I could have shouted for two weeks after that, you know? Yeah. And, and the weird thing to me, and you know, I'm, you, you guys are my age group. This is my wheelhouse, like the teams in the nineties and stuff like that. But the groups of players that always, in my opinion, is going to get the credit for what everything that Ole Miss is doing right now, everything that happens in 2023 was Rufus French, Romero Miller, Deuce McAllister, all of you guys, and Tuberville kind of turning his back on you guys and what you meant to this program. It, it seems like it even took it up even a, a higher level. Yeah, man, it was like I said that week, man, that whole week, you know, you could, you could feel it in the practices like man these guys you know these guys they really you know they did us in you know and and they really left us in a bad spot you know but thank god you know thank thanks to the football guys for Cutcliffe coming in you know with a with the moral standard and you know knowing how to put teams together knowing how to get guys on the right tracks and and more than anything motivating us you know to let us know that it wasn't our talents that made him leave you know it was more of you know a job thing and you know that kind of like put it put it into perspective for us like you know like we could have easily sunk our heads and and you know had a terrible season you know but and i'll i'll you know retrospect you know it really lit a fire under us you know like you know like they obviously we felt like he doubted us you know what i'm saying he felt like he was going to a better team or a better situation so that was all the motivation we needed for that game, man. I'm telling you, we were fired up and ready to play. All right. One more question, and then we're going to turn our attention to um, this weekend's game. But is it true that Tuberville and his staff took all the recruiting stuff with him to Auburn? Did he clean you guys out? Uh, he tried. Uh, <laughs> I'll say this. Uh, he tried. Uh, but like I said, you know, thank God to the football guys that we got – a chance to get David Cutcliffe because mm -hmm. he he turned the recruiting back around, you know, uh, to where we were getting, you know, top players interested in us again because, you know, of his status as a coach and the players that he's coached and, you know, the athletes that he's turned out. I think that really turned, like, it, it made a bitter taste much sweeter after mm -hmm. we realized, you know, how lucky we were to get a coach like Cutcliffe, you know, so it, it – <laughs> it was tough, but you know, to say it all, to to nail it up, put the uh, hammer on the nail, uh, it made us better. Yeah, yeah, I, I I know it's been twenty five years, and I'm it's weird making you trying to relive all that, but it, I had some stuff that I was curious about. Um, so let's turn our attention to the game this weekend. Um, Ole Miss goes over to the Plains. Ole Miss, there's not many times in this history when Ole Miss has played Auburn when Ole Miss is absolutely the better football team. And in this case, I think Ole Miss is the better football team. But there, there's ghosts that happen at Jordan-Hare Stadium. There's weird things. I call it the horseshoe. 
and back-to-back weeks, you had an unbelievable fourth and 25 Hail Mary, and then the kick six happened against Georgia right. and Alabama. Weird stuff happens in that stadium. What What do you think that Ole Miss needs to do to be the most successful they can be this weekend? I think if, if they really want to be successful, I think they stick to the basics. Uh, stick to what you're good at. Uh, defense, I would say, you know, Play that land shark defense. Be all over. They need to play all over the field. They need to like really. If they could smother these guys and 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 you know really drain the energy out of them the first half, and you know get them to a spot to where they really feel like like this is a good team. This is going to be tough. Then we'll we'll get the edge on them because our team, like I said, we fought the adversity of being down, the the adversity of the tight games. You know, and and believe it or not, with these games like this, it comes down to stuff like that. Like, how do you react when you're in a bad situation? How do you react if you're 14 down? How do you react if you're 21 down in the first half? You know, it comes down to that. And I think that if we we play in front of the game instead of, you know, trying to play catch up, it'll be, you know, a chip in a hat for us. But at the same time, if we come out sloppy, give up like, the Arkansas game, way, way, way too many penalties, uh, you know, too many, you know, no turnovers. That's that that'll be the and that's one thing that Cutcliffe used to always instill into us. The team that makes the fewest mistakes will win. And that's usually the truth, you know, and I think that that's what this game is going to come down to. You know, Ole Miss is making the as, you know, the least of the mistakes, the least turnovers. And, you know, playing old Miss football, you know, running the ball and if you have to throw the ball. I think that if we stick to those keys, we have a very good chance of coming out with success. 25 years later, and you just dropped one of General Nalen's axioms of success on me. <laughs> <laughs> no, David Cutcliffe didn't say that all the time. Just 25 years later, you spit it out almost word for word. Uh, but yeah, yeah the man. team that and, makes and, the and, fewest mistakes will win. Yeah, and and you know those, and that's that's what I say about some of the coaches that I've been around. You know, they've taught me more. You know, more than just football. You know, especially mm-hmm. Cutcliffe. Cutcliffe was one of those guys that that teach you about life, the morals of life, and he'll take you back to the roots of football when he's talking to you, and you can you can relate to him much more because you can hear his knowledge and wisdom about football. It's like the team that makes the fewest mistakes will win. You know, that like that thing when adversity hits, don't let up, put on more steam. He had a list of like, I'd say like six or seven sentences that we'd say before every single game. And we'll repeat that list. And those things were on that list. And those things stuck with me through life. You know, when times get hard, you know, you know, I could hear Coach Cutcliffe telling me a mayor's son, don't give up. Don't give up. Just go a little harder. You know, put on more steam. It'll get better. You know, I could hear him saying that. And, and like I say, man, it it's it's those things that, that push players like me that was back in the day, you know, players back in the day to, you know, stick around now and be around now and help the kids that's under us, the teenagers under us, the youth under us, you know, pass those words of wisdom on to those kids and, and, and let them relive those memories of when things get hard, what to do when things get hard or, you know, how to win a game by making the less mistakes. And I could take it back to, I, I'm not trying to take too much of your time, but I could take it back to, I was coaching this uh, team at North Point, North Point High School, right here in uh, Lewis, right here in uh, South Haven. 
and it's, it's North Point Christian School. And I was coaching those guys. Those guys, it was it was a small group of kids, not much talent, but we we coached them on not making mistakes, on you know, calculating your plays, making your every play correct and perfect. And those guys went undefeated. Small team. Not as big as a lot of these big teams they were playing, but they found a way to win the game because they didn't make mistakes. They were able to go on the count of three, and they were able to, you know, do things that a lot of these schools weren't able to do. And so, you know, for any of these guys out there, man, uh, stay honest to yourself. Always, always, always believe in yourself. And on top of that, if you do make a mistake, correct it and try to make less mistakes, and everything will work out. It's always, always like that. Yeah, I was always told, um, you, you know, people make mistakes. It's going to happen. It's just the ones that learn from it and don't make it again. They're constantly making new mistakes. They're probably going to be pretty successful. Right, right. That's it, man. Yeah. That, that is the key. That is the key. So um, what is your score prediction for the Auburn game? Ah, score prediction. I'm gonna try to count this up real fast. I was, I, I kind of wasn't ready for that one, but <laughs> I think that uh, based on the trajectory of our offense, the way our offense played the last game and the way our defense played the last game, I don't think it'll be a high-scoring game. I think it'll be more like maybe 28 to 21. Okay. 28 to 21. And before I let you out of here, I got to know better linebacker, Armiga Spearman or Eddie Strong. Oh, man. Jeez. That's a tough one, man. Mm -hmm. uh, man. I have to, uh, man, I have to give it to, you know, Eddie for the athleticism. And you know, even though man, I can't, I really, I really can't call. I have to say, it's 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 even, man. Yeah, I, I really can't call it because Amigas was a heck of a linebacker as well. I mean, he he was a great linebacker, but man, I think Eddie was more swift, more agile, had a little bit more. Uh, but Amigas, Amigas is the one you want around in the running game for sure. <laughs> so. All right. Thanks again for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcasts, including YouTube. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team, every day. Charles, thank you so much, man, for stopping by. I hope we can get you again, man. Yeah, anytime, man. Anytime, man. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. All right. Hotty toddy, bud. Hotty toddy. <laughs>